Chung. Bum 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 bum. Hi. Hi. Welcome to Wine, Wine, and Once, a Once Upon a Time podcast. I'm Dee. And I'm Lo. And welcome to a bad time. Oh, and what a bad time it is. We are here watching episode by episode the uh, seminal classic, Once Upon a Time. <laughs> I like how we've just started calling it the seminal classic and it has stuck. This is just a no, canon event now. <laughs> yeah, I cannot interfere. This mm-hmm. is, yes, so we are rewatching the seminal classic, Once Upon a Time. Uh, yeah, so you don't have to, or maybe so you can watch along. I don't know. So you will? I don't know. know. It's, it's, I don't know it's your life. It's a gray area. I don't know your life. I don't know your choices. But we're having a great time. We are also having a really bad time because um, sometimes always. this show is insane. I don't know if you knew that about it. Eh. That being said, uh, we have been watching for all 12 years. Oh, boy, have Horrifying. We. Horrifying news. We became friends because of this show. In large part, we love this show. We adore this show. We're driven absolutely mad by this show. All that to say, we've seen this show a couple of times, actually. And in our discussions, we will definitely be talking about past, present, future. So... Spoilers. Spoilers for the whole episode. Spoilers. We no longer do spoilers for how many hours because I guess wrong. And then you'll be liable to complain to us for spoiling outside of those time constraints. Spoilers for the next 10 hours. (laughs) Spoiler alert for the next 10 hours. You thought this was a two hour cruise. (laughs) It's Gilligan's Island, motherfuckers. Now sit down and enjoy yourself. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, no, sit down and eat your dirt. <laughs> Everyone should and walk yeah. over the garden wall. That's it. Continue. Yeah, I would, I would like to rewatch. I know we watched it already. This fall know. season. It's, but it's time. It's time again. Anyhow. Uh, yeah. Spoilers for yeah. the next 10 hours of your life. If I accidentally mm-hmm. spoil something in... Um, the next 10 hours of your life uh, outside that's of the a next you 10 problem. hours. That, yeah, that's a you problem. Mm-hmm. We should be fine. That 10 hours, exactly. I think, should cover us. That that should cover it. Uh, as Lo and I rewatch for the umpteenth and a half time, we're each keeping track of some things just to keep things fun and interesting and disturbing. Sad. I'm looking at how many town-wide curses there are. Sad. Lot. Sad Lot. number. Uh-huh. I'm looking at how many magic beans suddenly arrive after we've been told there are none left. Sad. Also a, a, a sad number. Mm-hmm. Um, and last but not least, I'm looking at Emma's superpower. It is officially a truth teller and a lie detector. It is officially both. It's a superpower where she can tell when someone's lying or telling the truth, I guess. It's sure. Why not? Uh, and uh, her ratio right now is uh, sad. It, it's, it is sad. It has been used seven times. Uh, five times it has failed her. She has successfully they gotta stop calling used it, it twice. Power. They gotta stop. It, it's a hindrance, if anything. <laughs> right, because now she's overly confident in herself. Uh-huh. 
Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, speaking about of overly confident, uh, I decided that what I should do is keep <laughs> track of the charming family tree. Um, my notes app map is not big enough. I have to move on to like the freeform app on iOS so that I can like scroll over at this point. Oh no. It's upsetting. I, it is upsetting, is upsetting to me. Uh, other than that, I more upsetting, I think. Yeah, uh, yours are just upsetting. More upsetting. Yeah, yours are sad. Mine are upsetting. It's five shades of meaning. Uh, I decided that I should keep track of all of the romantic relationships on the show in what we like Why to call the fun fun. Why would you I do that? I hate myself. Oh. I hate myself. That's that. That's it. Well, that tracks. Well, that's enough. That's enough. <laughs> <laughs> no. So, of course, there is the most common, easiest way to get onto the fuck fern, and that is to have a canon relationship, whether that is dating, uh, marriage, boyfriend, girlfriend, engage, one night mm-hmm. stands, all of that, all of the canon stuff. But we did want a way to keep track of all of the ships that felt like they were something and somebody in that writer's room really wanted to make a thing or like the fans really loved, um, but never actually makes it into the canon of the show. And in order to do that, you have to have three strikes of flirtiness or tension. Yeah. Uh, they need to Boy, be consensual and they need to occur in three separate instances. So it cannot be three moments in the same episode in the same timeline. But if there's flirting happening in the Enchanted Forest and there's flirting happening in Storybrooke, those count as two. A lot of friends have made it on the fucker in that way. So mm-hmm. it's upsetty spaghetti. Hooray. Well, well, now I just want spaghetti. That's enough. That's enough. Um, yeah. What are you drinking? We're on social media before that. Oh, shit. <laughs> no, no. Drink first, then find us on social. It's the only way you'll be able to decipher the Instagram posts. That's See, fair. I made it all work. There we go. I brought yes. us all in. We are on social media. I post shitty memes on Instagram. And sometimes they, they make people laugh. Uh, you could be one of them if you follow us at Wine, Wine, and Once. The alcohol comes first. The the wine comes first the for your you OG fans. Uh, similarly, we are on the Gmails. You can send in your questions, comments, concerns to winewineandonce at gmail.com. We will roast you because it's how we show love. Yes, but I do just want to hear everyone's opinions about the show because I want to talk about the show all of the time. And the, for the some reason. Lo and I have been talking about this for 11 years now. We... I would say we've exhausted yeah. every topic. We haven't. We still find new things and get upset. But we need someone outside of our bubble to get upset yeah. with. Yeah. I was. I, I could talk about this show for, I would say, about 10 hours a day. That's right. That's where that 10-hour, in case yeah. we meet, meet, that, meet that limit. Don't meet that limit. And unfortunately, like, the people in my professional life don't want to hear about it. Not interested Imagine in having this conversation. so wrong. <laughs> Can you even fathom? No. 
Uh, yeah. So come find us. Come talk to us. Come tell us your thoughts and feelings. Yup. It's great. Uh, It is. Okay, so drinks. Yeah, now what are you drinking? Now I, well, okay. I came a little prepared because I knew I was listening today. And also, I just, I had a feeling because we're recording at a weird time that mm-hmm. one of us, so, uh, uh, that we would need to, some wine coverage. So, yep. first yep. of all, I have on standby a, a rosé. I have a Beautiful. Glass, I love a, a glass, standby rosé. A, a standby rosé. I have a small glass of rosé poured, ready to go, because... I knew I was going to guzzle this first drink, which is a lovely G&T with Empress. It's I was going to say, it's pretty. It's pretty. It also matches. I'm drying my hair currently, and it matches, it matches my towel. Yeah. Yeah. Lovely. I'm showing some uh, hometown pride here. You are. You really are. Light the beam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you know, you know. That's all we'll say about that. Yep. Uh, what are you drinking? Um, what did your bartender okay, so, bring you? Yes. So I'm drinking a Mary Pickford, which is rum, mm-hmm. lemon juice, maraschino liqueur, I believe. And the reason I'm drinking this um, is because I'm doing a murder mystery party for my birthday in a few weeks. And I realized most people like sweeter drinks than I do. Mm-hmm. And this is a Prohibition era 20s party. Love it. And so this is a Prohibition drink that is a rum drink. And I'm hoping this will kind of be the sweet drink. Well, I, you know, don't have this. Have it? Yeah. So I'm, not, I'm not a rum girly. I can drink it in certain certain circumstances. But yeah. So I'm testing it to see, like, okay, do I think this will pass the, pass the drinkability test? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it will. Like, it, it, Excellent. It's not like cough sh- syrup cherry. It's maraschino liqueur, so it's mm-hmm. light. It's Let's see. Excellent. Yeah, I mean, it's probably still not as sweet as these people would like, but... Well, the Prohibition but, era was not about sweet drinks. It was about, we need to get fucked fast in case we, the cops find yeah. this speakeasy that we're hiding out <laughs> yeah. Get drunk fast so you can run. Great. Great planning. Uh-huh. No, I, yeah. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Um. Well, should we do some icebreakers? Yeah. Let's let's go ahead and, and break that ice. Break. Sure, sure. Um. First icebreaker for this episode is what is an NPC conversation that you have overheard and has stuck with you? Like a background conversation as you're just existing in life. Yeah, as so you're just like walking around. Uh-huh. Uh, yes. I may have mentioned this before, but it, uh, it it is something that I like strive to live my life by. It was so impactful. And it was, we were shockingly at Disneyland. And it was like the middle of the day and we were just, I was just like hanging out in cars land, kind of just enjoying the sun. And all of a sudden this girl sits down next to us and is having this really, you might, uh, you may have been running to the restroom because I feel like you weren't yeah, so there you to actually it. hear it. Yeah. I don't remember why. Cause we were very definitely there together because I had my cap. Disney bound on, which I don't yes. wear by myself. Um, but I was like, just lying down, uh, like kind of like lying on a bench, really like just enjoying the sun for a minute. 
And this girl sits down and is having this really loud conversation on the phone with her friend who is just like, and she is just talking about this guy and like her guy troubles and whatever. I don't remember all of the conversation, (laughs) but I do remember the most iconic thing I've ever heard anyone say in my entire life. And she just goes all of a sudden, listen, I'm not saying it's all about me, but if it's not all about me, then who the fuck is it about? We quote this so often. I love it so much. Like what an iconic center of the universe take. It's not. I love for an NPC. She sure had main character. She really did. (laughs) What is yours? Okay, so mine is also one you were there for. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a few, but this one is just too good. Um, we were, it was a, after a Disney day, so we went to get brunch the next day, and we were leaving, and there was a woman who just looked like a cliche influencer. She had on, like, the brown hat. She had on, yep. like, the flowy shirt. the gla- Like, she just looked like an influencer. Uh-huh. Everything about her did. And she was doing some sort of like interview-esque sort of, she was doing something for content. Like she was sitting with someone having a conversation for something. Yeah. And as we're leaving, we hear, well, as they say in the tampon commercial, you have to get back on the horse. (laughs) I don't know what it means. Uh, Like the only thing, uh, I, I think it took, I, I think it took, uh, Andrew, to give us mm. this context, because he's older than us. And it was a he Tampax commercial that used to, like, always show girls on, I mean, and still do. Like, you know, they try yeah. to show, like, you can be hooray, you can do this. whatever. So you can ride a horse while on your First period. First of all, you cannot pay me to ride a horse when I'm on my period. That sounds miserable. Us, the jostling, like, if you were in the midst of cramps, sounds horrifying horrendous but yeah no it just it well, was which is fine like i'm sure that was the context but she was not old enough to be making also get that. it back on the horse is just a say just to say you can just say <laughs> get back on the horse as they say get back on the horse <laughs> like I, I think about this like once a week yeah just like what kind of person was that yeah like, real quick, what kind of person are you? I, j- I just want to know. I just want to know. Just curious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was wild. It sure was. Um, Our second question this episode, as it is, we'll be posting this after Halloween, but it is Sunday. We're coming upon the we're in Halloween day. Yes, yeah, it's Halloween weekend. We are prepared. We're getting into the spooky vibes, as they say. In the tampon commercial. Um, yeah. So. Famed I'm tampon curious. commercial. Yes. What is your. F- okay. Two questions. What is your favorite Halloween costume you've ever done? Mm-hmm. And second, if money was not an issue, which Halloween costume would you want to just have made custom for you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my favorite. Uh. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I've had some some fun ones. I've enjoyed my princess costumes and yeah, what have you. Um, and my but my favorite one, the one that I thought was like 
maybe the most clever I've ever felt was in college. I didn't have a ton in my closet as Halloween came around, but I did I happened. I had a red dress. I had a black beret and I, at the time, wore some pretty thick, like black horn rimmed glasses, basically. Mm-hmm. And so I decided that, and I, I had also had uh, Mary Poppins umbrella. That's just a thing I own. So <laughs> I decided that uh, I would be a hipster Mary Poppins because this was at okay. the time that like the Tumblr girlies were all popping off with like hipster edits of mm-hmm. Disney characters. So I was hipster Mary Poppins and I was pretty proud of it. I enjoyed it. Was it was great. You had a sign that said supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, the biggest word you've probably never heard of. Yep, 100%. <laughs> it had another side, but I don't remember what the other side I don't remember. Said. I remember the front one because I saw I, it and I lost my mind. It was great. I loved it so much. I felt very clever with that. So it that was, was my- It was great. That was my favorite one. What was your favorite one you've ever done? My favorite was probably in elementary school. I did Dorothy from Wizard of Oz. I had the shoes. I had the braids. Like Love it. I It's such a classic. Such a classic. And oftentimes my costumes would just be, my sister and I did tap dance. We would just wear our tap dance costumes yeah. of the past because sequined, not spending Easy. more money. Those already cost a lot of money. You're getting your full use out of these. Yeah, for sure. Sure. So that was one where, for whatever reason, I was able to full costume. Yeah, and that's what it was. Yeah, so yeah. That, that's that's it. I, I loved Wizard of Oz as a kid. That was my movie. That was my jam. Yeah. Well, it, it, it's such an iconic look and so much fun. Mm, like so much fun. Yeah, it was great. That's adorable. That's cute. What costume would you want if you could just have one gifted to you that fit you like a glove? Well, I haven't given a two-part answer this episode, so okay. here's my two-part answer. Uh, I always have two parts to, to one it's of true. these questions. One of them has to have a, a twofer. Yeah. Um, so, so number one, like, honestly... I want one of Regina's outfits so badly. Mm. I think that would be so much fun to do, Regina, for like Oogie Boogie Bash or something. Like, I want to do that so bad. But, um, and then, and that's like just kind of my like current, like, ooh, I would love to do that. But Mm -hmm. the like be all end all is I want Mary Poppins' Jolly Holiday dress so bad. Mm. So bad. I want it. I want it so badly. I want a million layers of fabric. I want it to spin yeah. out like it does. Like, I want it film accurate. And if I had a billion dollars so I could just pay somebody to sit there and craft it to my exact mm-hmm. measurements and specifications, I would lose my mind. Done. That would, I, yep. and I, then I probably wouldn't take it off at the end of Halloween. So, no. you know, that'd be no, upsetting. That but be it. that's just it. Miss Havishan, but like, I love it. In her Jolly Holiday dress. Yeah. It's fine. Don't worry Absolutely. about it. What? would you want? Yeah. So I thought about this a lot and usually I'm true to the animated versions of these costumes for characters, mm-hmm. but I would pay to have Cinderella's live action dress. Oh, Cause I feel beautiful. like it's just a cloud that eats you up. And I yeah. just think that would be very yeah. fun. That, <laughs> like the yes. scene when she sits on the swing, it like eats up the swing. I'm like, yeah, I want that. I, I want, want to wear that. this. And I want to sit down at a, on a swing yeah. and have it eat the swing up alive. Yeah. No, that's that's a good one. That is a beautiful right. dress. Ah, yeah, yeah, and just 
fluffy and fun. Yeah, just and another one that would twirl nicely in a different way. But yeah, you know, because it's longer, so it's not at a fling up and yeah, spin out kind of dress. But it's a yes, would give a lovely little like yeah, swish to it. Yeah, yeah. Well, Well, that's enough. Happy Halloween, everyone! Happy Halloween. (laughs) We want to know your costumes, I guess. Yeah. What's your favorite costume you've ever done? Have you ever yeah, done a once upon a time costume? Ooh, send us your pictures. Mm-hmm. I want to know. I want to see. I, wanna, I um, want to know about people braver than me. Yeah. Well, shall we cheers and start this train of I suppose of parties? we shall. Um, Very good. Wonderful. Ready? Well, Cheers. cheers. This is kind this of is a very lovely crystal glass, but it doesn't doesn't clink as well for well, me. Well, it doesn't have enough. It's fairly full, so it doesn't exactly have not room space for the clink to vibrate. You know. All right. Well, well, this is season three, episode fifteen, Quiet Minds. Let's see what Disney Plus has to say about that. Wonderful. Oh boy, we're starting off strong. Neil finds himself back in Storybrooke and yearns for a way to reconnect with his son, Henry, whose memories of his father are gone, while also trying to find his own father, Rumpelstiltskin. Now for context, there are one, two, three commas in this one sentence. Four commas in this one sentence. Yeah. Oof. Ow. Uh That's, that's, Uh that's too many. That's too many. Well, that Disney Plus summary makes me... Feel unsettled for what's I to come. I am, am concerned. Uh huh. Well, not great. Let's go then. I suppose. Mm-hmm. As mentioned, this is season three, episode fifteen. It was written by Kalinda Vasquez, who wrote "Tiny," "Selfless," "Brave," and "True." And I'm—I don't know if it was just those two or if she wrote more, but at least those two. So she has some credit behind her. Awesome stuff, which we love to see. And, oh boy, it was directed by Eagle Eggleson. Eggleson? And this is his first episode he's directed for the show, so. Good for him. boy, Eagle. Fly high, my captain. <laughs> boy, oh boy. No. Sure. Oh, no. This episode kicks off in Storybrooke. The gang meets at Granny's to talk about how gold has returned because, you know, they found that piece of straw turned into gold. Right. And, of course. And Sheriff David said, I know this. That's this has got to be Rumpelstiltskin. Gold. Uh-huh. Um, They have 20 minutes and then Granny opens and no one gets between Leroy and his bacon. Uh, she says that. Granny says, you have 20 it's minutes. It's weird. Yeah. Um, I I personally would like to know what happens if they were still in there when Leroy arrived for his bacon. He starts shoving. Well, because you have to remember, no one can know for some reason we're still keeping this, that. This is insane. So I just now realized this. Emma was like, everyone needs to think Regina and I are at odds so we can find the person. That yeah. clearly didn't work. And she's still like, no, we're keeping this up. They all have to think I hate you and think it was you. So they have to talk in secret, I guess. I, I don't get it. I don't know. We also just, we have a loft. There's a loft. 
that my plan didn't work, so I need you all to know it wasn't Regina. My plan didn't work. Also, why are we just not in the loft? Why Why do we have... Well, you see, Mary Margaret's very pregnant and doesn't want people in her place because she started nesting. Oh, she's nesting. Out. Yeah. That, okay, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> you know what? She's like, no one can see me like this. Absolutely not. Well, because they're Which all there. Funny. They're all right. there. They're all hanging out She doesn't out want there. them to see the house and the piles of like onesies she started to fold. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, she's like, yep, this, yep. Will, this will lose me, me credibility as a, uh-huh. as a badass. So. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So Emma asks how it's possible for Rumpelstiltskin to be back. And Hook reveals like, oh, yeah, by the way, uh, Neil really wanted to bring him back when we were in the Enchanted Forest. He was like, hey, um, I'm going to bring my dad back to life. And he thought that he had a way to get back to the real world if his dad was alive. So he was going to try to bring gold back. And Hook didn't think it was important to ever say this before. He was just like, oh, yeah, Neil was going to bring him back. Talked about it a lot. He's really helpful. Mm-hmm. He's so helpful. Uh-huh. <laughs> so he just reveals this. Sure. And Emma points out that they don't even know if Neil made it back. Because remember, there's still speculation that he may, in fact, be a flying be a monkey. monkey. Yeah, he could uh-huh. be a monkey. We just don't know. Uh-huh. Regina points out that the biggest problem is that the witch had gold at some point. So she goes to investigate the farmhouse again to see if the witch left anything magical behind. Sure. Sure. Great. Incredible. Uh, high in the hills above Storybrooke, Selena attempts to summon the Dark Wand using the dagger, and she fails and makes a comment about how it's not, it didn't work. The Dark One's broken free. It's so really weird. The Dark One can break free now? For reasons. For plot reasons, it'll never happen again. Um... Well, I would ask why, but I know the answer. And we're not going to like it. And the answer's... Nah. Mm. Fuck you, that's why. Oh, okay. Great. Mm-hmm. So she does what any logical person would do, and she summons a flying monkey to go find Rumpelstiltskin. I mean, Incredible. A, a normal, a normal situation. I mean, gotta use those monkeys. What, we see what else are they good for? Truly, besides fucking Emma. Oh, of course, right. <laughs> How could I forget? So we see Rumpelstiltskin sprinting through the forest, and then we flash to the little title card, as the show is apt to do. It is. So after this little credit moment, we see the gang break the news that Gold's alive to Belle. They're like, hey, Belle, he's alive. <laughs> Great. Yep. Awesome. Yep. Okay, so that's just a thing. That's They're just a thing we her. do now. And, and Hook's like, okay. So I'll stay with you. I'll stay with you. Mm-hmm. And she says, you tried to kill me once. And he says, well, there were extenuating circumstances. And she says, twice. <laughs> you tried to kill me twice. Uh, but he <gasps> offers, because he's really good at research. He's apparently a researcher. Oh, of course. And he wants to protect Belle for question mark reasons. I don't know. Yeah. He's like, I'll stay with you. I just love the, uh, her his response to when she's like, you tried to kill me twice. He's like, oh, so- sorry? sorry? <laughs> With a question mark at the end. It's, no, it's I, great. 
is that going to work? Is this going to, is this it? Which is funny because he says this is his way of making it up to her, which it clearly isn't because he had like not even thought about that in sense until she brought it up. 100%. He was just like, oh shit. I guess that did happen. Sure, why not? David, at this point, suggests that Mary Margaret stay home and continues to, like, you know, go back to her nesting. Go home, woman. And she's surprised at this and points out that she's the best tracker there. But David reminds her that Zelina said she needs her rest. And Mary Margaret throws up her hand but goes upstairs anyway. She's like, oh, fucking fuck you. Fine. Fine. We're now in the Enchanted Forest one year ago. Belle and Neil are talking about the Dark One in the Dark Castle. And she says, if anyone can get him home, it's the Dark One. And Neil said, well, Neil says that she really believes in him. And she claims that she loves every part of Rumpelstiltskin, including Uh the parts that belong to the darkness, which is wildly incorrect. So so incredibly incorrect. Such a lie? None of this is accurate. It's canonically incorrect such a lie because she's actively trying to change those parts all of the time Uh uh-huh that's her goal in life but whatever Mm -hmm. um and neil replies that took him a while to see past that and see the good man trying to get out and the irony is now that he needs that dark part of the dark one to get home so that sucks ain't that just the way Ain't that just Ain't the that way? Ain't that just the way? Mm-hmm. He pulls out a necklace that belonged to Emma, and it has a swan on it, and apparently it was meant to symbolize their future together. Lovely. Sure. Okay. He's he's not sure how it survived the trip, since everyone else's clothes have reverted back and, you know, all that weird stuff. Um, But his but it did. necklace has... It's here. And Belle's like, that's because it's born of true love. She says this while wearing tights, short shorts, a jacket... And like a puffy vest, and um, let's not for lest we not forget the shorts, very puffy. She mm-hmm. is dressed like a little lad who loves berries and cream. <laughs> also, uh-huh. kind of cosplaying Rumpelstiltskin, a little bit, a little bit, which is weird. I mean, I guess you could have changed, but but okay. <laughs> Uh-huh. Everyone returned to the Enchanted Forest in what they had before. Uh-huh. Shouldn't Belle have whatever shit she had on when she was thrown into a cell? Well, <laughs> m- maybe, but what was she? But we don't actually know what she was wearing when the curse hit. I hate, I hate but it. Also, I thought it was her dress. I thought it was her yellow ball gown and then she was thrown in jail wearing that. Possibly. Also, they, but they also don't come back wearing. Where they were. It's not, it's not and like the they snap, don't come the back. snap. No, and they don't come back wearing what they were wearing because Snow was, would have been in her nightgown. Snow had just given birth. <laughs> this is insane. I mean, maybe if we were to go back and look, maybe she's wearing a nightgown. But I feel like she also had a cloak because we were hiding the fact at that time point that she was pregnante. Correct. So she's clearly not wearing what she was wearing. No. When the moment the curse hit. Right. 
Well, so we're just back in just random clothes. Like, is AI-generated clothes? Yes. All that to say, I do believe Belle specifically sought this outfit out. I do not think this is what she showed up and she has acquired this look for herself. Oh, yeah. No, this is, she's pieced this together from rummaging through Rumpel's drawers. Uh Uh-huh. Why he's got the booty shorts, we just don't know. (laughs) We don't kink shame here. I wasn't, who was? Not I, said the fly. (laughs) No. So anyway, Belle leads Neil into the library to look for books on the Dark One. Apparently that's just a thing that's going to exist. Of course. Dark One literature. Of course. She lights a candelabra and says that they need to search one shelf at a time. And then a very unsettling French voice starts talking and a face (gasps) appears in the flames. It's Lumiere, everyone. You know what this needed? A talking French people. Both. Both is good. Lumiere checks all the boxes. Uh huh. I'm about to do a spit take on my own joke. <laughs> Boy, howdy. That was very funny. Thank you. Thank you. Um, it's Lumiere. Yay. In Storybrooke, Belle's in the shop and Hook's there with her and they hear a crash from the other room and Belle's like, it's Rumble! And runs to the other room. Uh, someone pushes his way through a door that they barricaded with some like boxes and files and someone's personal items, probably. You know, normal stuff. Uh-huh. At any rate, these boxes don't seem very sturdy. You would have thought Hook would be better at this. No. But no. he's not. He's not. And, and Listen, pirates don't bar- barricade. Pirates break down barricades. He only understands how to build. He could never be a barricade boy. He would die miserably in France <laughs> in the 1800s. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So this barricade collapses and Neil falls through the door completely unconscious. Oh, no. Oh, no. Commercial break. Oh, no. Obviously, commercial. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Emma brings Henry a hot cocoa and a bagel, and she—he's like, "What's this?" And she's like, "I know, I'm basically a superhero. I'm super mom. I think is what she says. Basically, because I'm super mom because I fed you one time. I gave, and then and then Henry, who's already like shit on the ice cream of Storybrooke, is like, mm, bagels are better in Manhattan. Like he's just <laughs> hot, like a bougie ass kid over here right. does not care for any of Storybrooke's shit. Nope." Absolutely not. Like, our shit uh-huh. was better in Storybrooke, or uh-huh. in Manhattan, even though I agreed to come on this road trip. Yup. So Emma's just like, yeah. So you want to, you remember Leroy, right? That old crotchety man that swears a lot? Uh, do you want to go fishing with him and his buddies? And Henry says, Mom, would I ever? <laughs> but only because I love fishing and not because I think that everything is fine. Maybe we just don't agree to go, Henry. Maybe we go, Mom, it's weird for me to hang out with a bunch of old men. That are, like, four times my age. Please don't make me do this. He's lacked a father figure for too long. Now he shall have six And know who can fill that void? Leroy. And his buddies. It's a Mamma Mia situation, really. Woof. (laughs) That it is. 
But at any rate, Henry knows something is up with the town. Maybe he has a superpower of his own. We just don't know. But Emma assures him that everything is fine. Um, why can't we tell Henry? Like, I know we've we've hashed it out, but No, but we but genuinely, like, I Why? I don't understand why no other character pushes her on this and is like Okay, but why can't we tell Henry? Right. What is the actual like, later harm? In the, later in the episode, we kind of get Emma's motivations here. But it is well, weird yeah, that nobody else is like, genuinely, Wait, what is the harm in telling him? Right. No one questions her judgment call on this. They're just like, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Let's lie like, to okay. him. She must... She must be mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. So Henry says if she can't tell him the truth, he wants to go home. Emma gets a call. We can't tell who it is. But when she hangs up, Henry presses the issue again. And she's like, yes, you know what? Yes, I've been lying. Something is up. And it just got more complicated. That phone call made things even more messy. But buddy, can't you just trust me? Trust me? Son, son, child. She, like, Can puts out an apple. Me? She's floating on a, like, mm-hmm. magic carpet. Mm-hmm. It's all Do you trust Latin. me? Do you trust me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and apparently Henry has the backbone of a chocolate eclair because he says yes. Well. He doesn't He doesn't push this. He's just like, yep. He has 11, so. That's fair. And Emma rushes to the hospital and finds Neil is lying on a bed, but he's conscious now. He's awake. And... He shares that he remembers Emma's car leaving Storybrooke. And much like everyone else, suddenly he's just here and time has passed. And he has no memory of that chunk of time. Cool. At all. Mm -hmm. Uh, David thinks now's the good time to be like, well, we think your dad's back. (laughs) Twice now they've broken news to people that like. David, my guy. My dude. Maybe somebody should like suggest i don't know archie talk to david or something yeah. just like hey sensitivity and, training right and neil is rightfully confused because he's like i literally just saw him die like i'm I, this is weird i don't yeah. get it everything's bad here mm-hmm, mm-hmm. neil has a triangle brand on the palm of his hand that emma notices and she's like whoa whoa why do you have like the devil star on your hand my dude what happened What's that? What satanic ritual did you do, my guy? And he's like, whoa. What satanic ritual did I do, my guy? And she goes, Belle, research research that shit. And Belle's like, I'm a particularly good finder because she's a Hufflepuff now. What is she, do you think? She's a Slytherin. Okay, yeah. (laughs) But, you know she's not nearly as smart as she thinks she is. She would not do well in Ravenclaw. Uh, trans rights, though. Yes. yes. Trans rights. Fuck JKR. Yep. What? 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 So anyway, Anyhow. she to research some stuff. <laughs> she's a particularly good finder. Uh-huh. And... Uh-huh. And then is like, okay, Belle, do that. And can we, like, close this privacy screen so I can just have a, a, a little chit-chat with Neil here? Thanks. So she closes the curtain, which really 
soundproofs the situation. Listen, if they can't see you, they can't hear you. Exactly. That's how it works, You can run and you can hide. Yeah, that's fine. In this private, behind this privacy screen, Neil asks, hey, so, uh, why can't I see Henry? I want to see my son. And Emma's like, yeah. So my memories are back, but Henry's aren't. Yeah, Hook oh. only had enough for me. Just me. Not not the boy. Um, and I don't want to tell him. We're not telling him. And obviously, Neil is heartbroken to hear that Henry thinks he's just a jerk. Because he asked, hey, so what does he know about me? And she's like, well, he knows what I knew until my memories came back, which is that you left me in a jail cell. So I thought that was a good thing to tell the child. And I told him. <laughs> I told him that. And also, like, didn't bother to correct it once my memories were back. So. No, I just, like, in one of the many nights I trauma dumped on him, I let him know that I had been abandoned by his father. Uh-huh. In a jail cell. Yeah. I thought that would well, be good for the, for the boy. The boy child needed to know. Yep. So Neil's obviously heartbroken that his son thinks he's a jerk that abandoned him when Emma really does know better. And Emma points out like, okay, like I didn't for a whole year. So like, calm the fuck down. But again, why can't we tell Henry? Like now, now that we know better. Yeah. Now that we do know better. Because as we established last episode, Emma's selfish. And here's the thing that's like particularly upsetting to me. Is you you were right. I know, I know. You were just straight up we'll right. get to it. But my god. No, 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 she says it now. Oh she yeah, she says it right now. Yep, yep. She's like, I he's like, I want my memories back. And she's like, Yeah, here's here's the thing. He was really happy in New York. He had friends, he had a life. We played Diablo every night. So like, probably once I fix this, we're just leaving. She, he, like, literally is, like, so he's just not going to remember me. And she's, like, like, maybe it's for the best? This selfish son of a bitch. Literally, she's, like, it's for the best that he does not remember all of these people who love and care for him. Weird. Which is. So fucking weird. Wild, because it's not, like, I mean, yes, don't get me wrong. Like, they've harmed her, but they had mended a lot of those bridges right at by the end so right like so, a lot of what she could could point to had already been like established as healed or like on right. on a road to healing of you know she's forgiven her parents for abandoning her she understands why they did what they did she loves them. Right. So why can Henry not know his grandparents? She lo- established she loved Neil. Uh-huh. She established that, like, yes, he had harmed her in the past, but really, if they could have had a future together, she would have wanted one. And only she wants, she, the only reason she wanted him dead on Neverland was so that she didn't have to deal with her emotions right. surrounding him. Exactly. So again, your child's father is alive. Correct. He is a good father. He loves his mm-hmm. son. You know he's mm-hmm. a good father. No. Nope. Why? We're not going to just like 
even tried. She She doesn't want to admit she was wrong to her child, you see. She she doesn't want to have the awkward conversation of, hey, I thought this was how it was, but I lied to you. I learned more. Which, I mean, I think she's in her head envisioning sitting Henry down and being like, so I flat out lied to you. I flat out lied to you. I've known this whole time. Right. Which, I mean, like, maybe that's how he'd take it, but literally, you just have to sit him down and be like, so everything I just found out, everything I, I thought was, was true, it wasn't true. In talking to several people, I found out your dad was actually a really stellar guy, and he's here, and he loves you, and he's thrilled. Or... I don't know. Maybe just tell him. You don't have your fucking yeah. memories right now. You could blame it on head trauma if you wanted to. Yeah. We left New York this- because you fell and hit your head and you had no memories. And yeah. so all of these people who are coming up to you and loving on you, they remember you. You just don't remember them. Yep. Yeah. But, but no, like, Emma this can't, is your life. Emma but, can't do that. No, of course not. That would be unpleasant and slightly weird. So. so she won't be doing that. Oh, oh excuse me. I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. Apology accepted. We move on to the Enchanted <laughs> Forest. And Belle is staring at this sentient candlestick and going, Well, how did I never run into you before? I know this castle inside and out. I should know my husband made me clean it every day. <laughs> A healthy start. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He says, it was a big cat. It's a big castle and I was woefully underutilized. And he only awakens when his candles are lit as a punishment for Rumpelstiltskin. Sure. Why not? Sure. Okay. He's always doing weird shit. That probably tracks. It's a little meta to be like, I was woefully underutilized. A little bit. A little bit. Like, um... I've been a character this whole time, but I have been woefully underutilized in the plot. It's like the in Pretty Little Liars when they're like, this twin was here the whole time. <laughs> Spoilers that for Pretty should... Little Liars. That's under the warranty <laughs> too. We said all we didn't know we did not specify what spoilers. We just said spoilers. Correct. Listen at your own risk. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> spoilers for anything you can think of uh-huh. for the next ten hours. Yep. Neil thinks this is fine and dandy and says, Great, we're trying to bring Rumpelstiltskin back. You know that guy that cursed you? We want him back, baby. <laughs> and Lumiere's like, well, I'm not going to help you do that. Because I have a candlestick now for some reason. Because of reasons and things. Mm-hmm. And Belle claims that though Rumpelstiltskin may have been a cold, hard murderer with kind of a lying problem and an addiction to magic, he's changed and would change Lumiere back. He has not and would not. <laughs> correct and correct. She keeps saying that he sacrificed himself for everyone. No, let us be clear. He sacrificed himself for two people, Belle and for Neil. That is it. That is that is it. That is the only people he cared about. Uh-huh. Um, at any rate, Lumiere directs her to this cabinet, to this big book. You know how, like, in old animated films, you could tell what piece of the set was going to be interacted with because it'd be animated so much better? That's uh-huh. this book. It's like 
blurred book, blurred book. Very clear, giant, shiny book. It is, which is weird because it's live action, so there's no reason. Yeah. The only thing I can think of is that um, I, I'm not entirely confident in the production of Once Upon a Time where I'm like, no, no, of course that whole shelf was real books. I'm not entirely confident. It was I trust like nothing. Screen, like blocks mm-hmm, with books added in. With a single book. Yep. I'm not entirely one confident. book for her to physically interact with, and, and I, I think that's fair. A big old block of green, and they just superimposed yep. books mm-hmm. onto it. I'm not entirely positive that's not how yep. they achieved this. It that's fair. So. Belle takes the book, but oh, it's not actually a book. It's a hiding spot for a key. You know that weird trend where people take books and cut a hole in it and then put something in it? Yeah, it's one of those. Okay. Why not? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a giant stamp, um, and it's that same shape that was on Neil's hand earlier. Like a branding stamp. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So apparently this is... The key to the vault of the dark one? Cool. Sure. This vault we never heard of. Um, where the where the first dark one was transformed. Uh-huh. And Yeah. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Is this correct? Go back to this spot. I'm sure we didn't, but I'm curious now. So where, so Lumiere looks at this and goes, Mon chéri, this will help you. I assume that's how he sounds. And and Neil, being of sound mind and logic, blows the candle out. Lit, and Neil's like, well, that's enough. He was like, I'm sure there's a reason my dad cursed you and I don't want to find out. Bye. <laughs> so Belle and Neil leave the room and the candle relights itself. And Zelina, of course, appears and compliments Lumiere for tricking them because, shocker, Lumiere is under control of Zelina. Trust no one. Back in Storybrooke, Zelina arrives at the loft and Mary Margaret comments that she got there fast. And she, she was worried. Apparently, she hadn't felt the baby move around for a while. Selena comforts her and pulls out orange juice for her from a bag. And they keep focusing on the orange juice. The camera's, like, hyper-focused fo- on this orange juice. Do not forget that she is drinking orange juice. So says the cinematography. Uh-huh. 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 Selena explains that babies move less as you get closer to labor. Mary Margaret says maybe it's that or the anxiety about the baby. And Zelina chimes in and says, and the evil witch. And she's like, well, you know, everyone's talking about it. And Mary Margaret decides this is a good person just to share their updates on the case. She's like, yeah, listen, they're all out looking for her. We think she's doing this. We think she's doing that. And I'm cooped up here. And ugh, frustrating. And Zelina's like, that is hard. Drink your orange juice. Drink up, babes. And immediately the baby starts moving. 
And Zelina has a very sinister look on her face, so we shouldn't trust this orange juice, I guess. Zelina says that Mary Margaret's little prince or princess could be here any day, and she's not letting Mary Margaret have the baby without her. She's going to kidnap that baby, so says I. At the farmhouse, Regina hears something and calls, Show yourself, you winged freak! She's, you know, don't forget, she went to investigate the farmhouse. Everyone else was like, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. And she's like, yeah. I'm going back to the source. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) So she hears a sound, assumes it's a flying monkey. But no, not a flying monkey. Robin steps out and fires his crossbow and she snatches the arrow from the air. She she rolled a nat 20 on dexterity. It is so sexy of her. I don't... As we were watching it, my exact words were, how did I ever think I was straight? <laughs> there is... <laughs> the way she grabs the arrow is not fair. It's very... It's, it's very cap when he grabs anything. Anything, because he does that often. Uh huh. It was something that I didn't realize was something until this viewing of it. <laughs> I see it. Uh-huh. So she's caught the arrow. It is. Robin apologizes and he says that he thought she was a wicked witch. And she's like, well, I thought you were a flying monkey. So tomato, tomato, I suppose we're both wrong. It's fine. He says that he hopes his mistake hasn't cost him his head, your majesty. So he's being a little coy here. We love to see it. He's not actually concerned. No, he's, he's not. He's like, that was incredibly just did. Yeah. He yeah. Also he is me. Me is he. So, <laughs> also like, oh, okay. Okay. Something uh-huh. Here. Yes. Uh, she realizes that he knows who she is because her reputation precedes her. And he introduces himself. Great. Love it. We love a good introduction where someone knows she's the evil queen but doesn't seem to hold it against her. We love it. Yeah. Doesn't happen super often. No. So they banter some more about finding the witch, and they're both hoping to find a trail at the farmhouse. And Robin says, Well, then you've got yourself a partner. And then Regina says, I don't remember asking for one. And he says, you didn't, because they're going to fuck. (laughs) Like, when people say by panic, it's them. This. This is the by panic of like, oh, no, she's hot. Oh, no, he's hot. Oh, no, they're hot. Hey, I noticed you from across the bar and I like your vibe. Can I join the two of you? I'm going to Uno reverse it. They're not approaching me. I'm going to go to them. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. They're hot. Like, that's, those are two mm-hmm. hot people. And, like, mm-hmm. 
<laughs> that those actors have put on this screen in like this episode in particular just yeah oh well done everyone Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Why? It's it's important to me. Regina asks Robin if they met before, and he says, "No, I doubt I'd forget meeting you, unless it was that pesky year that we all forget." Like, Robin, my dude, you can assume it was that pesky year that we don't remember. I would never forget a face like yours. Except for the fact that there's like this pesky year. And he does say pesky, which is delightful. Yes, he does. Delightful. <laughs> but like. Uh huh. Wait, unless. It's like almost real. Oh, wait. Where he's like, well, I know I didn't meet you before. Because I wouldn't have. Unless I did. However, do you remember the part where we none of us have our fucking memory? Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Your Majesty, please. We could very well be in the past year. We could be fucking in this in the Enchanted Forest and have no clue. So we get to find out again. Which I believe they did. I believe they did. So. Any rate, all the more reason for them to find the witch. Back at the hospital, Hook gives Neil some green Jello because he's on babysitting duty apparently. Emma asks him to make sure that Neil rests and isn't running around hunting down the Dark One. And it's really weird. They're both kind of like, you remember in, in, in Neverland where they were like, that my dick is bigger than yours and Emma probably wants to bone me more than you yes. game? It, we're back on that. Which is fine, except for something that is said later. So just hold on to that thought. Neil asks Hook how he feels playing the hero because that's, you know, got to be unfamiliar for him, which Hook confirms. Yeah, this is weird. And then Hook's like, well, how do you feel about playing the villain? After all, you brought back the dark one, motherfucker. Yeah. You had probably had to use dark magic to use it, and Emma's not going to like that. And they're clearly just like, me, 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 like, back and forth thing. And Neil, being of sound mind, yanks his IV out because he's going out there. And he's like, hey, Hook, are you going to stand in my way? And Hook's like, I am in your way. And then... He hugs Neil. He embraces him. And we are reminded that Hook once had a very fatherly, fatherly relationship with this man. And they got caught up in so much nonsense over a woman. Remember that one day that Neil was on the ship and Hook tended after him? Yeah, I do remember it. I do remember it. It was a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes, do you I, have it pulled I up if not? Yet. Yeah. Let's let's hear it. Quote quote away. It was Agatha all along. it is now.
Well, that's enough. So yeah, the, it, it's all fine and dandy that he's, you know, reminiscing on the past, except for the fact that they were just like fighting over who won to fuck Emma more like 15 seconds ago. And he's basically saying like, you're still a boy. I'm a man and Emma wants a man. Ha 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 ha. So Neil says he needs to Neil says he needs to do this and Killian gives him a ten minute head start. How kind. Anywho, Neil back in the Enchanted Forest, Neil and Emma walk through the forest and Belle says she can't stop thinking about how Rumpel died to save the whole town and Neil points out No no. He died to save his family, like you and I basically, like the others maybe, but mostly us. And and Bell met. Yeah. That's because that's because. Yes, because Neil does have a complicated relationship with his dad, but he's never not admitted who he is. Like he wants that affection. He wants his dad to accept him and love him and be there. But he's also like very aware of who he is and how selfish and cowardly he is. So he points out, no, no. But Bell never doubted he had it in him. And Neil says, no, no, his, my papa was never the most selfless guy. And he could never imagine leaving his own son the way Rumpel did him. Like, mm, no, like, let's yeah. not put this guy on a pedestal. Right. He was kind of a shitty person all around just because he did one good thing. He did one good thing. The only thing I can relate to is the feeling of I will do anything to get my son back. That is the only thing I have in common with this bastard man. Mm-hmm. They come upon a clearing covered in snow. In Storybrooke, David and Emma walk through the forest and they talk about Henry and that it's complicated. And Emma reveals like, yeah, so after this, um, I'm going back to New York. That's kind of what I want to do. And before they get to discuss that, they hear a man screaming. And so they run to the noise. It's gold in the forest with a candlestick. No, it's just it's gold in the forest. It's gold in the forest with the hair. Yes. Uh, he's clearly he's clearly unwell. This man is not well. He keeps saying that there's voices in his head and there's too many voices and there's no room. And then the flying monkey that Zelina ordered to find him attacks and gold runs and David fins off the monkey while Emma chases gold. Yep. Regina and Robin continue to search the farmhouse. Regina deduces that there is no sign of magic anywhere. And Regina says a good witch can cover her tracks, but a better witch can uncover them. Just be patient. So she's, you know, showing Robin that she's better than yes. this simple bitch. Like, toss, toss. It's fine. Uh-huh. Something like that. Whatever. Whatever it is. Is it tw- 20th? 20. Yeah. Horrible news, everyone. Sauce. Yeah, 20. That'd be 2003. Woof. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, I think, I think it's right. Ugh. Regina and Robin talk about how 
He doesn't think she seems evil, just bold and audacious. Um, and she and says the name. So important to know. <laughs> I, ha- I have to interject here. I didn't put it in the Good. Screen, but I do have to call out the cinematography here. Oh. Because, because they're in the kitchen, sleeping. And Regina's turned away, like looking at some shelves. Mm-hmm. And Robin says, from this angle, and while he says from this angle, there is just a shot of her from behind. Oh, yeah. And, he, and she's, like, bending over. Yeah. Like, she's a little bent over, and he kind of just, like, it's such a, like, from this, it, like, from what I see right here. Please, no one with an ass like that could be evil. Correct. That's exactly what it is. But, yeah, he's like, from this angle, you don't seem evil. Mm-hmm. You seem just bold. And audacious. And... So Regina explains that the name has served her well because fear is a powerful motivator. And then he moves super close into her space. Like he has invaded her space. Were this D&D, she would get an attack of opportunity. He is, he is right there. He is maybe, maybe going to kiss her. And, and he reaches forward like he's going to do like the book talk thing where you, they grab someone's hand and like shove them against the wall. Kind of looks like this might be about to happen. And then he reaches and pulls a bottle off the shelf and goes... Is this magical? <laughs> and she's like, um, well, n- no, no, it is a liquid though. And it does conjure courage, give strength, and act as, as a love potion of sorts. It, it's whiskey. This man knows what whiskey is. I'm sorry. This man knows what. 100% on purpose. He's like, I'm going to tease this. Like, this is a teasing moment. Like, I'm going to tease this. This is foreplay for me. This will be good for me. Uh-huh. Like, he knew what he was reaching for. He knew exactly what it was. It was more about getting close to her and being like, do you reciprocate? Yeah. And then I'm going to absolutely to give us a moment to cool off and like not have it be this moment. Just uh, into the space to check if you reciprocate. Okay, you seem to reciprocate, but here's our like great thing. Yeah. Here's how we get out of it. But now I know better. So. Yep. This is just what works for them. And, and this was entirely his plan. He's like, oh, well, I, I see two glasses there in this stranger's house that we're investigating. <laughs> you know what we deserve? We deserve a drink. We should drink. Let's drink. Love potion, you say. Let's drink right now. And so he starts to pour... And Regina catches sight of his lion tattoo and has a flashback to Tinkerbell telling her that the man with the lion tattoo is her soulmate. And she full panics and just like leaves. She she leaves. She flees. She's like, I I have to go. Bye. It is. Back in the woods, Emma has lost gold. He's gone. She's really bad at her job. Again, Mary Margaret's the tracker. We've established this and we've left her at home to nest. And Neil emerges from the fog and Emma's like, you were supposed to be in the hospital. Never mind. You're here now. Great news. Your dad. Great or bad news. Um, ambivalent news. Fact. Your dad's alive. I've seen him. Um, he was not well. And Neil's like, well, he can't be far. If he's not well, how far can he move? And she's like, well, obviously I'm not going to waste time dragging me back to the hospital. Like, let's. Fine, we're here now. 
Back in the Enchanted Forest, Belle and Neil relight Lumiere's candles so that he can show them where to dig. And they do so and find some markings in the snow. Neil asks if Lumiere is sure this is the right spot, and Lumiere's like, please, I spent 200 years observing dark magic. I know a thing or two. And Belle, like, her eyes widen, and she leans into Neil and is like, I know he's lying because that library was built just for me before the curse. <laughs> My accents aren't. It's been, a, it's been a minute since I've done the accents. I love the fact how you started Australian and did accents. I did. I'm a vocal genius, everyone. <laughs> it's me. But she knows that the library was was built for her not 200 years ago. So if you recall in season one, Rumpelstiltskin said, Dearie, I have this dusty ass library. I need you to clean it and be sure not to break anything. Like he's all like sassy about it. We're retconning the library. He could have made it for her, I suppose. Right. Not actually the case. But still. Right. I don't think he, I think she would have noticed if he was building it for her. Mm-hmm. I think she would have been like, I think, she, I think she is observant enough that she would have been like, hey, that wasn't here yesterday. Right. But that's not what happened. She was just like, oh, I get to clean this and look at books? Amazing. But she, none of that matters. Now we're using this as proof that Lumiere is lying. And so she rounds on him and is like, you're a liar. And he's like, yeah, you got me. Like, he doesn't even try. He's just like, well, yep. Wicked witch trapped me. He wants, she wants them to bring back the dark one so she can control him. And Belle's like, okay, well, we should leave because Rumble didn't die for good, so we come back a slave to evil. And Neil's like, that's great. I need to get back to my sons. I don't really give a fuck what my dad wanted right now. Like, I'll be honest. I spent a long time trying to, like, not have him in my life. So I'm really not been tough about this. <laughs> I need to get back to Henry. And, right, and I, that's what I need. If, if this is what it's going to take. Uh-huh. I, uh-huh. I, we just had a conversation. I know that this is my father. Yes. So... Yeah, so he ignores her and he puts the key in the insignia and it becomes super hot and it burns his hand, explaining the brand on his hand later. And a dark pool is revealed and a figure emerges from the muck. Uh-huh, uh-huh. In Storybrooke, Neil asks Emma about New York and she's like, yeah, I really liked it there. And Neil asks if it was lonely and she said, nope, Henry had friends and, uh, well, I had, you know, someone. Like, she's trying to make him jealous at first. You can tell, like, I had someone, yeah. And he's like, what happened? He's like, yeah, well, she, he was a monkey. Like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> him does. I don't know. So, yeah, the, the, the two of them joke about their disaster love lives. And eventually Neil apologizes that it didn't work out. And says he does want her to be happy. Why not? At this point, Belle calls Emma and is like, hey, so that mark on his hand is the insignia of the Vault of the Dark One. And Belle thinks that Neil may have brought Rumpel back in the Enchanted Forest, but the Vault will only bring the Dark One back in exchange for another life. 
So if Neil used the key, he should be dead. And right on cue, Neil screams and collapses. Oh, he has to show something horrifying because in the next scene, a nightmare scene occurs where Neil's face transforms into rumples for a second and like goes back and forth. You know that scene in Scooby-Doo, the live action where they're on like Nightmare Island and Shaggy's like girlfriend that he has for a second hits her face hit by a branch and it looks really demonic and creepy for a second and then flashes back to hers. It's that, but worse. It's really horrifying. Uh, but we don't stay on this moment. We just go back to the Enchanted Forest. Uh, Neil is also collapsed there. Oh. As Don't forget, we're just collapsing everywhere. Right. Okay. Um, are you Neil? Down you go. Down you go. And Belle rushes to join him. And the Dark One has awakened. And Rumple sees Belle and Bay on the floor. He rushes to him. And Zelina arrives and is like, oh, Neil never learned from his father's mistakes. And he tells Belle to go and refuses to let Zelina have Neil. But he can't disappear because he can't hold on to both the dagger and Neil, of course, being both. So he's having a moment. Uh, Rumpel gives up the dagger. And Neil is absorbed into Rumpelstiltskin. It's super horrible. And, 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 and it's horrible. And Zelina says, you got your son, but you lost yourself. And, and, and Rumple says, no Rumple, no room. And Zelina demands the Dark One to kill Belle before he can. Lumiere wraps fiery ropes around Zelina. Not How this stops Rumple is anyone's guess. Like, that's not the, the problem here. And he tells Belle to run. He can't hold her for long. And so Belle grabs Lumiere and runs away sobbing. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't, uh huh. I don't get this scene. I don't understand. No, I don't understand it. Nope. Yep. In Storybrooke, Neil begs to be separated from his father, even though he'll die to help save Emma and Henry. And so she does. <laughs> She doesn't even, like, she's like, well, if it's for the boy. I, I mean, it, I, it does have a moment. It, it is a moment. It is emotional, but she doesn't question his call. No, and it's very much a Wanda, or like Infinity War, Wanda and Vision, where she's just like, yeah. this is for the Sobbing, well. Kate, I'm doing this. Uh-huh. Do it. Uh-huh. So... Father and son are separated, and Neil lies dying on the floor, forest floor, but he tells Rumple that he told Emma to do it because he could reveal who the witch is. Right, because the whole so thing he, yeah, so we have, because Neil's like, we have to be separated because Rumple knows who the witch is. And yep. if, in order to make sure that we know who the witch is. Who it is, we need him here. In full mind. In full mind, full body. Right. I mean, it does occur to me that we could maybe try waiting for this reporter and cross over. And, like, yeah. Do you know him. who did this? And then after. But no. If he doesn't, then it's like, oh. Then you killed the Rumpelstiltskin side. <laughs> yeah, I asked him while he's dying. Hey, I'm gonna die. Stupid. So Rumpel reveals Selena as the witch, and Emma's like, great, 
what does she want? And he says, what she doesn't have. And Emma asks, yeah, she doesn't call Mary Margaret at this point. She knows her mother's with Zelina. She's just like, hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So is there a way to save Neil? But it's too late. And then Emma cries and says he has to hold on. He hasn't even seen Henry yet for him to, rem- for him to remember him. Yeah. And Neil says it's okay. He doesn't need to. Just to n- just let him know in the end I was a good father. Like, just make sure he knows that, I guess. Yeah. No, I and- would say, I would say, we give this show a lot of crap. A lot of the time. <laughs> I was sitting this scene was emotional. Watching this to write this summary because I had to. And That's I fair. was PMSing and I teared up. Like, this is a That's fair. Scene. Just we give them shit a lot. Right. Like, they got me hard here. I was in yeah. tears watching this. Even though I knew it was coming. So, well done. Listen. <laughs> Listen. They do one right thing, like, every 17 episodes. That's like, that feels about right. Like, one a season, we get a good moment. Yeah, something. Oh, my God. A good, like, really emotional gut punch. Because mm-hmm. I would argue that we had one more in that earlier this episode. I was going to say, that doesn't count. That's... It's they're in every... Like, yeah. It's not emotional. Exactly. This is, this is emotional and well-done yep. moment of emotional paralysis. Correct. Neil gives Emma the necklace again and tells her to find Tallahassee, even if it's without him. And he promises to be watching over them from somewhere. Rumpelstiltskin's like, no, 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 I can stop this. I can stop this. And Neil's like, Papa, no, it's okay. Thanks for showing me what it means to make a true sacrifice. Now it's my turn. Papa. Rumpel tells him to let go. And Neil dies, saying he loves him. And Rumpel gently closes his eyes. We come back from commercial break to David and Emma just descending upon the loft, weapons drawn. And Mary Margaret's like, whoa, 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 what's going on? Zelina's in the bathroom. Why do you need her? And they break the doors in, not giving her any context. They're just like, where is she? And she's like taking a piss. Like, what? What? They break down the doors. More on this bathroom later. More on the bathroom later. And no one's there. And Emma's like, damn it. Oh, by the way, Mom, uh, Gold, let us know that Zelina is the Wicked Witch. Before Neil died. You missed a lot while you were nesting. And we go back to the forest and Rumpel is just sitting with his son in the forest. And Zelina appears and is like, that was rather ill-timed. Rumpel says Neil gave his life so he could tell the Savior who she really was. Why he's telling her that he told her is bonkers. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. And he says it's only a matter of time before they kill her, unless he manages it first and he lunges at her, but is stopped by the dagger. And she's like, okay, well, you're never going to get close to Snow White's baby now. She'll never get whatever unholy desires she has. And 
she's like, it doesn't matter. Not when I have your beautiful brain. And, you know. He's, he's the, uh-huh. And she orders him back into his cage. And they just leave Neil on the forest floor. He'll decompose in time, I guess. Rumpel goes back into his cage at the farmhouse and sits on the stool and he goes, oh, bay. In the forest, we see Robin playing with Roland, his son, and Regina's just watching from the tree line. And you can tell she's just smitten with this man. It's God, it's so good. Um, at, at the shop, David and Mary Margaret go to comfort Belle, who's had a hell of a day with all of this weirdness. Uh, Emma walks along the pond to meet Henry and she asks how the fishing trip was and he says it was awesome. Uh, So they sit on a bench and Emma's like, hey kiddo, you were right. I wasn't honest. We are in Storybrooke because a person needed help, but that person wasn't a client. It was your dad, Henry. It was, it was, it was Neil. I was here to help him. And she reveals that it was too late and that he's gone, but she needs Henry to know that his dad was a hero. And Henry says, I wish I would have known him. To which Emma replies, you did. She doesn't clarify this. And Henry asks what happened to the person who did it. And Emma says they got away, but Emma's going to find them. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Well, well, well done. Yeah. No, at least this is fun. We get some moments that are plot important. We get some understanding of perhaps how they returned. Because the whole idea was I'm going to bring Rumpel back and that will get me. Got to bring Papa back and he'll get us back home. Yeah. So we haven't seen how, but we're perhaps understanding how we've gotten back. Well, and the now, like, when we flash back to the Enchanted Forest, we also get. Right. Sense him dying in the present doesn't make sense unless we have the flashbacks of uh, here's how they got so intertwined that separating them kills him. Right. right. It it gives us context. Right. Right. It's actual context for what's going on. So that's nice and helpful. It is. It is. Well, where do you want to start with this dissection of episode 15? You know what I do want to discuss? I'm ready. What do you want? What would you like to discuss? What does Mary Margaret put in this episode? Magic evil orange juice. Uh huh. Okay, so she had orange juice, right? Yeah, the magic evil orange juice. Um, there was that, that, the, the root tea. Hot chocolate with cinnamon. Hot chocolate with cinnamon. Those three things are the only drinks that are are pointed out in the whiskey, but that was more of foreplay for Regina and Robin. Yeah. Not much. Yeah, potions, potions. 
things that are going to affect them. Mm -hmm. Things that have importance. Yeah, like the charming way is hot chocolate with cinnamon, so like that has significance. Um, I don't do anything. No, right. That magic evil orange juice, and nothing. Right. This episode. Now I'm I I am sure nope, I cannot be certain. Like my gut says we're gonna open fairly early in the episode to Mary Margaret going into labor as a result of the orange juice. When we come back next week. Then why was the no, I can't I can't Right. It's also part of me that's like, okay, well, we didn't technically need to go to the insane bathroom in the charming bath this episode. We could have left it in the forest, put some time elsewhere, and then had the confrontation at the beginning of next episode where Mary Margaret is drinking her magic first orange juice. When they walk in. Right. But no. Why would we have logic? Because it's insane. She very clearly drinks the orange juice, which is given significant weight in the episode. Right. We are meant to know she is drinking this. I also. Right. They want to make sure we are very aware of this fact. No, because I was genuinely like, wow, they're really focusing on this orange juice. Is it right. because it's like Odwalla or like Tropicana or something that has nope. paid to be in the show? And then I went back and I was like, no, it is a made-up brand stylized to look like one of those. Right. I don't know orange juice well enough to know what brand it's stylized to look like, but I was like, no, okay, it's not a real orange juice brand. Which right. We're meant to catch on to something happening there. But sure would be great if they told us what. Nothing happens in this episode. And I'm sure, I'm sure in our previously on Once Upon a Time, they were like, right. drinking the orange juice over like some like narrative or like some narration. But to remind us that she drank this orange juice and now we'll go in premature labor. Yep. Slash premature labor? Because I feel like she is at the point where... She just induces her labor to be when it should be. Yeah, it's just just an induced labor. (laughs) It's an induction. Like what perhaps a midwife would do. (laughs) I don't know why she's having to... Why couldn't she just said, I think you're further along. I'm going to try some ways to induce you. Right, like, 
Actually, really close to deliver. Let's try some ways to. Right. <laughs> Anyhow. Oh my but no matter. What? Um. Wild. Yeah. We we already kind of touched on it, but characters need to stop saying things. They need to stop reveal. Like, just stop talking if you don't need to tell that person what's going on. All Mar, all Mary Margaret had to say was, "Well, midwife, I've known for a few days. Yeah, we all are very concerned about the Wicked Witch, but I think we have it well at hand." Just say, "Once we know more, you'll know more." That's it. Yeah. Just stop saying shit. Like Rumple and Rumple, same thing. Stop saying shit. Don't tell her that you've told everyone that she's the witch. Just say, you got me. Damn, dag nabbit. I wanted to stop you. Right, rats, I've been foiled. Curses, foiled again. I, I, I do not understand why... Characters are telling things that are not helpful. Truly. No, it's... It's... it's, Again, it's the charming family face of this, hey! And then flinging the sword. Yeah. Yep. They ruined the element of surprise for themselves. Quit yelling, hey. Mm -hmm. Just Mm -hmm. stop yelling, hey. It is also weird to me that Snow is so eager to let somebody when she knows that something is wrong. Knows that there's... Right. Like, she knows there's a threat. And right. she's like, I'm a wily If Neil is so insistent on I'm going to find a way, I'm going to find a way, I'm going to find a way, we can just have him find a way. Correct. Yeah, Zelina did not need to trick them. He was going to find a way. He would have found that solution anyway. And quite frankly, even if he knew, like, I think even if he knew there was a an element of sacrifice, he maybe wouldn't have been the one to do it. But I do think in that moment he would have found someone else to do it. To sacrifice so that he could get back to Henry. Fair. True. But my God, why we did not need a candlestick to motivate him to bring his dad back. Right. Like, no, it's it, Lumiere is insane. 
that was utterly fan service of like we gotta put first object we, we have to give him something um you know we could have put in this earlier what the fuck is up with snow's bathroom <laughs> what the fuck is that <laughs> Jimmy I need you I got nothing we're gonna paint a picture for you here. I need you all to understand. You've you've seen pictures of Dana. I've seen. So they busted this door in, being like, "Where's the where's Selena?" And she's like, "In the bathroom." And you know that corner of the loft where there's like a half wall and then just like frosted glass up top. Yeah, frosted glass. You can kind of see through. It's frosted glass. It's. It's not opaque. It is. No, you're not gonna. You're not gonna see detail, but you are. You can see movement. Movement like someone sitting on the pot. What's her bathroom? Is frosted glass. It's truly upsetting. That's jail. Immediate jail. Based on like light and physics and whatever, the only possible way you could not see in that room is if the bathroom itself was dark, right? Inside was dark, and the lights inside were on. So somebody also to be bathing in the absolute absolute. Mm. Fucking I hate this. Well, the lights in the apartment were on, so that you. I mean, it, it's the kind of frosted glass that's like it's got the ridges. Yes, like ripply, like water droplet. It kind of distorts everything, so you're not gonna be able to see detail. But, but more than I want someone to see when I'm in the bathroom. You are absolutely going to be able to see if somebody pops out of the shower and is naked in that room. There's also streaming, big streaming. Mm, not what you want. So this does lead me to uh, a possibility. Okay. Do you think Mary Margaret's an exhibitionist? <laughs> not where I thought we were going, but yeah, I think the answer is yes. <laughs> I think everything we know about her tells us that. Like, do you think she's just into people like watching her be naked? Because. That bathroom says yes. Yeah. I know she lived there alone originally. But even now I'm like, I live alone. I still close right. my bathroom door. Uh, absolutely. A big ass window. Like I still close the door. Yes. Yeah. Just wild. No. I can't think of anything else. Not. Well, that's enough. <laughs> that, that's more than enough. Um, yeah, no, uh, flowers to everyone who has to deliver the insane lines. Like, will I uh-huh. be buried a minion of my evil grandfather Peter Pan? 
They deserve a raise. I do want a second just to like reiterate. How does Rumble how does Lumiere stop Rumble Filtwood from attacking Belle by dropping Zelina in the mix? There's nothing stopping her from doing so. Nope, this just stops Selena who that does not take away her order. <laughs> choice um also yes the, the exact quote from earlier was i got you breakfast because i'm super so the bar pharma is literally on the floor yeah could not get lower you're just kind of expected to feed children Let's hear it. Last episode, something happened. David lost his courage. Yeah. Did you see signs of that this episode? No, no, no. He's still brave, apparently. Oh, okay. Great. Awesome. <laughs> like, no trepidation, no pausing, no, like, I, ooh. Where he needs to be. What? It wouldn't even need to be like blamed on the fact that he lost his courage. It just would have been like, I have to do this. I feel like this is where I need to be right now. And then later we could have revealed like he was feeling that way right. because he lost his courage. Nope. Okay. Cool. Awesome. Just nope. <laughs> What a waste of potential. Great. Love it. <sighs> okay. Well. Well. Lists. I guess. Also, it's really important to put everybody in the position. Yeah. That's just. They share a body. That is a thing. We, we went back to double check because we were confused. No, we can't do that. Okay. Well, how are your lists looking? Oh, no. <laughs> um, nothing new to add to the family tree. That's good. That's good. Um, okay. Now, the fun thing. I'm scared. I'm scared with the pause. The pause scares me. Robin and Regina get a strike, but really, I mean, I I think we're just on the fact that they are soulmates. Mm -hmm. 
Like, I, mm-hmm. I think he just gets killed. That, it's the soulmate rule that applies only to them, because they're the only soulmates, and then they kill him. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I, I think we could stop, I think we're just going to put them permanently on, even though there's more than two strikes. We already got the, um, we already got the soulmate discussion from Tinkerbell, so I'm just, I'm calling it, they're on the fuck burn. It, yeah, I think, I think that's fair. If they're going to call them soulmates, yeah. that's its own category. Right, like, that's just a thing. I'll, I'll come up with a different name for fuck burn, and they can be soulmates, and that's fine. Whatever, I'll just, I'll just make a new color. It's fine. We already have them enough, but I will make a new color to denote soulmate. Haha! Good. One single group of people, because even David and Snow are never, like, referred to as soulmates. No. No, they're just together. Yeah, like, they're just partners, and they're not. But okay. Um, back, so, to the, to the, to what's less um, I'm so sorry about what I'm about to say. Number one, I kind oh. of Yeah, the moment's weird. The moment's weird and it needs yeah, to be... The hug is long and the eyes are closed. And it's just like just a hair or two long. Yeah. We're done. That that ends. Great news, guys. Neil's dead. Um, the other one is I also think I have to give Melon here one for general vibes in the flashback. No. I should play this as a dying body. Yeah. And when she's like, when they tried to like talk in the last episode, didn't they have a strike? Like talking about like, oh, we both lost someone. Nim and nim and nim. Yes, like, they're, they're, they're like, we. The great news. Neil's dead. <laughs> this is the best news in regards to the Fuckburn, so thank you. It's fabulous news. They only got two strikes. They don't end up on the. Oh, that's too close for comfort. But we're, we're, yeah. Thank God for that. Thankfully, my lists have no updates, no new curses, no beans, and no lie detector usage. So we're, we are JVBin, as the kids say, just vibing. Get back on the horse. JVBs. So LVP, least valuable person. Here just to pick up a paycheck, essentially. They were. Uh, we do have some rules, um, and mostly just 
the, the main rule is the Leroy rule. If someone is there just to... Well, we have... Yeah, we have... Well, kind of, too. Um, they can't be there just to be explained to or talk at, talked at because, you know, we need to know what someone's thinking and processing. Leroy often will just be there as a sounding board or to announce things. So yeah. not LVP material. Uh, the second rule is they must be prevalent in the episode, either in the A plot or heavily in the B plot. They must be a leading member of this plot. Right. And the B plot needs to be a heavily featured B plot. Not yes. Yes. Yeah, so this episode, not I mean, we have a, we have a fair amount of episodes come up, and it's yeah. Neil. Mm-hmm. I would say Selena. Belle, because she's with Neil, so if yeah. he's there as much, then she's there as much. Um, maybe Mary Margaret. Mary Margaret. Yeah. Um, Stiltskin. Did you say him? Not really. He's whenever Neil is there, he's kind of there in the A plot, but not really. I struggle to add them. Yeah. David. He's not in it enough. Uh, Regina and Robin have one scene, so they're not in it enough. It's a very sexy scene for them, but they're it's not enough. It's the best scene in the episode, but I don't think it's enough to say they're like in contention, which means David's so yeah, we've got Selena, we've got Emma, we've got Neil, we've got Lumiere. Kind of. Ish. Yeah. Uh, Belle. Belle. Uh, Belle needs to be there because we've determined she's good at research, I guess. And she's the reason we can suss out Lumiere's lies and more than anything, she's Leroy ruled. She's talked at a lot, and Neil processes his stuff through her. So, like, she's almost Mostly because they can't have Neil go on his own to the castle and be like, okay, well, I need to find it. But, like, you need someone for him to be explaining what's going on. Yes, exactly. So she's almost, she's basically Leroy to help. Neil has to be there. Neil is the person we're going to get to bring back the Belgians. Yeah. Right. Um, Emma, I hate using this excuse. It's the savior role for this season. She has been brought back to save the town. Season two, she can be in a bit more because it was she wasn't there to be the savior. This one, she has been brought back to save everyone. Oh, she no, is here I because think. she is trying to... In her scenes, she's still with Neil. She's yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to say. She's the only person that Neil's going to appear stuff to in this town. Like, she has to be there because Neil Exactly, so it can't be her. So it can't be, so it can't be Emma, it can't be Beth. Um, can't be Neil. Can't be Neil. I kind of want to say that Neil can't even be in it. Like, he's heavily featured in the B-plot, but... Yeah. It feels so fan service it's like... Yeah. Almost not even a thing. Yeah. Is it so fan Very much so. Meanwhile, I think specific. I, I don't get why Selena has to be. Yeah. 
No. And she's not really in the A plot. So No. I We're not gonna forget that she's a threat. We don't need her here. We know she's our main threat. Yeah, like I we, She could have just been at the very end to tantalize Rumpel if we really want to be reminded that she's behind all of this. Right. Right. In a horrible price in order to do so. But that's not what it is. Also, it occurs to me that the lore is we bring back the dark one alive for a life. But that's not what yes. happens. No. I mean, it is kind of what happens, but then he's absorbed into Rumble? I hate those words. Stop saying them. So anyway, um, it's Selena, I think. Yeah, I I would agree. I think everyone else has to be there for their specific reasons. We've decided our reasons. Yeah. Even if they're dumb ones, the show has decided this is what we're doing. Yeah, so I think it's, I just think it's Selena. It's Selena. She, she sucks. She doesn't have to be here. Right. And you know, go about his life and go mad because of it. Like, there's no reason to make it as Luke. And it no. Would, it actually would have been more tragic if it. Rumple doesn't reveal that he told everyone that she's the witch. Let that. Make it so they don't get to tell Mary Margaret until the next episode. So. Have her showing up to give her orange juice at the beginning of next episode. Yes, or at the very end of, end this, episode. of this episode. Uh-huh. Where it's not just in the middle. And also, it would have been more tragic for Neil to have died as a consequence of his own actions. Not because he was yeah. tricked by Selena into doing this. Because he wasn't. So, they find out, and he still does it anyway. So, there's no reason for it to be Selena. Yeah. No. So, there you have it. It's so, that's that. Selena, don't know what to tell you. All right. Well, um, that's enough. <laughs> well, that's enough. Anything um, what, what, what's your curse breaker? Oh, sure, sure, sure. Uh, my curse breaker. Let's see. What did I write down? Um. <laughs> Listen. End of story. Like, just assume if they're on screen together, that's my curse breaker. But, um, not seeing the Robin and Roland? Yeah. Yeah. It's so stinking cute. It's a baby.
Oh, that's that's maybe Zelina took away our brains, not Rumpelstiltskin's. I just love the moment where Belle's like, hey, Hook, you tried to kill me. And he was like, yeah, it, it, listen, things were what they were. And she says twice. And he stares at her and goes, sorry? Does that make it better for you? Is this good? Can I stay and help now? <laughs> Is it better now? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's enough. <laughs> Yes. And feelings about this episode. Um, are yes. Are things we are the things? Yeah. Are there things that we miss? You wish we would have gotten really angry about? Because I'm sure there are. Because there are always things to be angry about. We want to know them. Yeah, absolutely. So write to us. Send us a comment on Instagram. Send us a DM on Instagram. It'll be fun. Let us know. And yeah, and we'll see you next time for episode 16. This has been such a bad time. I have good news for you. Please, God, tell me now. It can only go up from here. Thank God for that. Have a good one, everyone. Have a great week. We'll see you next week. Yup. Bye. Bye.